Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us as we continue to celebrate National Physician Assistant Week. Today, we welcome in a very special guest, Mike Scavira. Mike is our new Chief Medical Officer, recently appointed this past July. Mike is a PA with clinical background in emergency medicine and has held several clinical, academic, and administrative roles throughout his career. Mike graduated from Pace University, Lenox Hill Hospital Physician Assistant Program in 2009, and has been practicing in emergency medicine across several EDs in both New York City and Connecticut. He's delivered several lectures over the years, both for PA students and for CME accredited events, and his passion for healthcare continues to grow. After graduating from Northwell's Clinical Leadership Development Program and the High Potential Development Program in 2017, Mike went on to earn his MBA from Hofstra University in 2019, and now comes to cross country with a mission to improve the overall delivery of healthcare on a larger scale. In his current role here as CMO, Mike is responsible for directing, coordinating, and administering all aspects of clinical quality improvement initiatives for CCL. He is a member of the Clinical Quality Council and works diligently alongside our team to help strengthen internal operations, improve the overall experience for both our healthcare providers and clients, and ultimately improve patient safety and outcomes on a national level. Mike, good morning, and thanks so much for joining us here today as we continue our Locum's Life podcast series. Uh, Tom, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an absolute honor, and I'm excited to uh, dive right in with you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I wanted to start off by asking you what initially attracted you to a career in healthcare and what ultimately led you here to Cross Country Locums. Yeah, so that's a great question, Tom. Um, You know, it's interesting because I've always found healthcare to be so riveting and captivating, if you will. Think about it. It's one of the few industries that not a single person can escape, whether you work in it or you're the recipient of it, right? So at the same time, it also has this profound impact on each of our lives. If I were to ask you, Tom, what were some of the most pivotal moments of your life, memories that invoke the greatest emotion from within you? Oftentimes, they're healthcare related. Think about the the day your child was born, the day you lost your your parent, the day someone close to you was diagnosed with cancer or, or cured from cancer. You know, it's a powerful, powerful industry. And growing up, I've always had big dreams. You know, I always knew that I wanted to do something that made a difference in this world. And it sounds cliche, but it's true. Something that had that positive impact for the lives around us and the world we live in, right? We all want to do that. And that's healthcare. Think about it. This industry is so dynamic and it's constantly evolving now more than ever. It's exciting. It's heartbreaking. It's inspiring all at the same time. And above all, working in healthcare is like making an investment the way I look at it. We're investing in the lives of each other and the lives of generations to come. When you really get down to what healthcare is, it's, it's the core of our survival, right? And that's why I love it. Um, and to piggyback off that, you know, what led me to, to cross country, it's a couple things. So you know, throughout my clinical years, I've always wanted to do more. That's just who I am. I'm high energy. I'm always looking for the, the next step, right? And you know, I love direct patient care. I love practicing clinically. And that's why I got into this field to begin with. But, you know, over the time, as years went on, I started getting that quote unquote itch, if you will. Uh, I started asking myself, how can I do more? What's next? What is the next chapter ahead? And I wanted to make more of an impact. So, you know what? I kept pushing myself. I went through a couple leadership development programs. I went on to earn my MBA just so I can learn more about the business of healthcare, Uh, you know, get a better grip of the industry itself, Um, continue to network inside of work, outside of work, everyone I met, you know, and in doing so, I would display my passion for what I love to do. Um, You know, one day I became very fortunate. Uh, I was introduced to leadership here at at Cross Country. 
uh, was given the opportunity through several discussions to come on board as the chief medical officer. And um, when that offer came on, I took it, I hit the ground running. And right now sitting here with you, it is the best decision I've ever made and the most rewarding decision I've ever made. The opportunity to leverage my background and my skills, you know, to impact healthcare and add value to our company has just been very humbling. Um, and to me, culture is very important, uh, especially where you work and to be a part of such an inclusive culture, a motivational culture and truly a family, if you will, has just been incredibly, incredibly humbling, rewarding and exciting for me. So I couldn't be happier. And uh, I owe that to you and the entire team here. So thank you. Yeah, that's great to hear, Mike. Um, you know, culture is obviously huge here at CCL and, uh, you know, same for me. You know, that was one of the big draws that got me to CCL and, and why I've been here, um, the amount of time that I have. And it's it's the people, it's the relationships, and we're so happy to hear that and have you on board. Um, you obviously have a ton of experience in your field, and you mentioned it before, but, you know, what impact do you hope that your skills and experience will have to help grow CCL? So I've been fortunate enough to experience healthcare through multiple lenses over the years. You know, not everybody knows this, but I, I started off my career as an EMT for several years. And so I worked in the uh, quote unquote, in the field, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was an eye opener for me. Um, that's what really got me excited about healthcare. And since then, I've practiced clinically in both underserved communities with limited resources, as well as thriving communities with every hospital resource and consult imaginable. I practice in rural communities and urban communities. I've been a clinician. I've been an educator. I've been, you know, the member of several core teams in hospitals. I've also been a floating per diem provider across different hospital sites. Um, and I think that's important, you know, to have that understanding across the whole spectrum of healthcare, you know, to have seen healthcare at its best, but also to have witnessed the disparities that still exist today. Um, you know, and so what I hope is to truly contribute my clinical knock, my clinical knowledge and my background to further drive cross country's professional standards and their best practices here, which ultimately translates to high quality care for patients. And that's what we want. Right. Absolutely. And you, yeah. And, and so that for me is a priority. And on, on the same note, you know, I want to contribute my experience as a healthcare provider to further strengthen our relationships with our healthcare providers and our clients you know, through that shared understanding and, and those values that we have as practitioners. I've been on the other side. I understand what it's like to be on the front line. I can empathize firsthand with our providers and with our clients. And those relationships are so important. And they have to be genuine and they have to be empathetic in order to grow. And that's what I hope to carry forward here with Cross Country. You know, I, I feel like one of the best parts of our jobs comes from the feedback that we get from providers that are out on assignment. You know, when they tell us stories of the impact that they get to have on patients for facilities that desperately need this help. Um, do you have any moving or personal experiences that you're willing to share that has made you proud to be working as a PA? You have all day? Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I can go on and on and on. It's it's such a rewarding career, and I, I can't stress that enough. But, um, you know, I, I'll share a collection of some really powerful moments that I've experienced that make me proud of our profession. Um, you know, this all happened recently for me that really stands out in my mind. Uh, and that was during the initial surge of this pandemic that we had which started last year, um, you know, working in New York City in the ER during the surge was something that is very difficult to describe, if you will. Um, you saw the news, you saw the stories, uh, and it's real. It's very real. Today, it's still happening. Um, but, you know, the silver lining here, Tom, is that 
being on the front line in this pandemic, you know, it gave it gave me the ability to witness such an incredible display of humanity and support. Uh, I remember the first day that they asked all of us to step outside for a moment if we weren't directly involved with a patient. And uh, I didn't even really know why. I was like, okay, sure. So, uh, you know, we walked outside of the ER and um, so to my surprise, there's two fire engines there um, with the ladders up and they had the American flag hanging from it and they were playing the bagpipes and everyone in the community was standing around in this huge crowd clapping for us, playing music and thanking us. And it was just powerful. I almost get like choked up thinking about it, you know, and um, it was just truly rewarding to see the gratitude from, you know, our communities and to know that we are making an, a, a, an impact and, you know, we're creating value in these deep, dark times and we're pushing through it, you know, and, and that carried on every single day for months where people would come out and clap for us. It was called the clappy hour. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I came home one day from work and um, I found this big sign in my front yard that the neighbors had put together and it said, a healthcare hero lives here. Um, and all these pictures out there drawn on there and, uh, neighbors would drop off gift cards, and bring me ice cream at night and, you know, just really, really, truly beautiful, beautiful moments of just gratitude. And, you know, it just goes to show you that being a PA and every, really every member of the healthcare team, whether it's direct or indirect with patient care is just so powerful, so important. And uh, it gives me pride in our profession and what we do. And uh, it's hard to put into words, but the feelings are something that, you know, can't be described. And, and, and I Yeah, absolutely. And that that gave me chills. You know, I, I live here in Atlanta, not not far from Emory. And, you know, we were doing something similar, you know, when when there was a shift change and, you know, everyone came out and was clapping on their balconies. It was just a very cool and moving experience. And that's amazing that you, you know, got to experience that in New York City, you know, at the height of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It was like something like no other. And I'm just glad that I was able to uh, be a part of it and do my share. Uh, and that's so important to me. So that leads me into my next question. I was wondering if you could speak briefly, uh, you know, about the current environment that PAs are facing with COVID and the Delta variant and, you know, why all the work of healthcare professionals is so important during this time of need. Yeah, sure. Uh, as we know, the current environment is so dynamic and we see this shifting misdistribution of healthcare providers, if you will, uh, due to these COVID surges that are popping up in different locations. And it's hard to track because there's so much unpredictability, right? And in my opinion, advanced practice is on the verge of exploding. Between rising healthcare costs, burnout, several other industry stressors that we're seeing, you know, PAs are both an efficient and a cost-effective solution. You know, this is a time, Tom, where PAs, especially newer ones, can jump in and get their feet wet real quick. All right, it's a deep dive, training right on the dot, and boom, you hit the ground running. You know, PAs have the opportunity to lead the way in closing this gap. Working together as a team right now is so important, as we know, and the front lines are stressful. It is not easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, but PAs have the opportunity to support each other and our other fellow healthcare providers, you know, to circumvent that burnout, to lift each other up. And the way that PAs respond today will dictate how the profession is viewed, including its capabilities going forward. So times are tough, but these are the moments, in my opinion, where we as a provider and a profession get to prove that we're cut out for this, that we can do this. And when we look back at the end of the day, you know, we'll say we did our part. You know, we, we made that contribution. And right now, every member of the healthcare team is crucial. And so these are the times where PAs can really shine and help close the gap 
and all these disparities that we're seeing in healthcare. So my next question, Mike, would be why should healthcare facilities that have not used locums providers in the past want to utilize PAs to help their staff? Well, for several reasons. First off, PAs are extremely versatile. So the PA curriculum is actually modeled after the med school curriculum. Um, furthermore, PAs, they undergo extensive training, both didactic and clinical throughout multiple specialties, everything ranging from emergency medicine, pediatrics, OBGYN, surgery, family practice, and more. So, you know, there's several PAs out there that actually work in more than one specialty, believe it or not. We have that flexibility and we're versatile. So, you know, we're equipped to work across multiple sites, multiple departments. Um, and secondly, not to state the obvious, but PAs are cost effective. You know, we cut down costs for hospitals and health systems without sacrificing any bit of quality, safety, or patient experience. And to piggyback off that, you know, off the cost effectiveness, some hospitals, you know, we may hear they're a little hesitant to use locums in general uh, out of fear that it's a quote unquote expensive solution. But when you think about it, in actuality, using locums can actually save health systems money. Despite the premium cost, you know, hospitals, they're not paying for the provider's benefits. Uh, they have the ability to flex up and flex down with the locum staffing to match the surges and the lulls. Whereas let's say you hire an FTE, a full-time equivalent. If the volume drops back down after a surge, you can't offload that additional cost, right? You're still paying the cost of their salary, their benefits, uh, and everything else associated with full-time hire. Whereas when you're utilizing a locums provider, especially a PA, you have the ability to flex down when you need to and save costs and flex back up. And the PAs, they can jump from one site to another, one health system to another. That's, that's what we do. We love it. You know, not to mention that having a well-staffed department, it decreases provider burnout and turnover. And you and I both know the cost associated with that is, is infinite. So, yes, you just spoke to the benefits for you know, the healthcare facilities themselves utilizing PAs and locums in general. Um, on the other side of that, what would you view as the main benefits for PAs to work locums assignments? So, you know, in your opinion, why would working locums be a draw for a physician assistant? Uh, so where do I start? Uh, well, number one is the pay. Just to, just to state the obvious, you know, locums assignments offer premium pay. Uh, depending where the PA is in their life, it's a great way to pay off student debt or to start building that nest egg or, you know, save for that first home, starting a family, preparing. It's an opportunity to, you know, get a lot of income quickly. Uh, number two is the lifestyle. It's a great opportunity to travel around the country, get paid while doing so and enjoy your life. You know, what better way to figure out where you want to settle down in life if you plan on doing so? You know, you can travel the country after you retire from your full-time job. Let's say I want to go out west or I want to go down south. I want to check out Hawaii. You know, I've never got to see it. I'm going to get paid in doing so. I mean, what a deal, right? You know, you can sample the East Coast, the West Coast, whichever states, different climates. And, and not only that, on a deeper level, you gain so much experience in different environments. You know, think about it, Tom. Different geographic locations mean different ailments that are endemic to that area. You know, I live in the Northeast and we have Lyme disease. You have to be familiar with Lyme and how to treat that and other tick-borne ailments. Uh, out West, there's something different that they have that we don't have, you know. And so depending on where you are, you see different types of complaints, um, different diagnostics. And so it's, it's a way to become more diversified with your skill set and to strengthen, you know, your, your background and your experience. So the added bonus on top of that is you get to grow your network infinitely. And in this industry, network is everything, right? It's paramount. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you think about it. You're working in one state one month, another state the next month. Before you know it, you know somebody everywhere. And that leads to more and more opportunity going forward, both in your professional life and your personal life. And, 
you know, it's a win-win across the board. I can keep going, but those are the top highlights for me. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, just generally speaking, what would you say are the traits that make up a good position assistant? So there's a lot of traits that I think are required to be a good PA, uh, many of which are just inherent because those that are PAs, you know, they didn't get through the PA program without those traits. But the top two for me that stand out um, are altruism and grit. Um, Number one is altruism, right? We serve others. That's what we do. That's why we got into this business. And, you know, it's not just people. They're not patients. They're human beings. Okay. You know, a lot of times we hear the old, uh, hey, I've got the uh, quote unquote appendicitis in room eight or the quote unquote stroke patient in room 12. No, these are not just room eight or the appendicitis. This is someone's father. That is someone's daughter, someone's husband, sister, loved one. That could be your sister, your father, your daughter. And so that always needs to be front of mind. A good PA needs to have compassion and empathy. And that can only be achieved through true altruism. That's why we're in this. And, uh, you know, number two is grit, which is a combination of passion and persistence. You know, this profession, I'll, I'll be straight with you. This profession is not for the faint of heart. It's not for those that tire easily. And we're in the business of saving lives, right? And that takes grit to persevere through the hard times and to cherish the good times. A good PA carries on and continues to strive for more despite what gets thrown in their way. A good PA has grit. So for me, Altruism and grit are what separate the best PAs. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking specifically to new grads, you know, there are a lot of them that would like to give locums a try. They're very curious. I was just curious if you might have any tips for new grads that, again, that have never experienced locums but want to give it a try. Yeah, absolutely. So it's never too early to get connected, even before you graduate, when you're still in school. You know, locums is an incredibly lucrative and rewarding industry for PAs, and it's continuing to grow. And it can also be challenging to enter right out of school. You know, many health systems, they may require a minimum of one to two years experience before accepting a PA for a locum's position. You know, but with that being said, there's always the occasional exceptions. So sometimes it's about being in the right place at the right time and having the right network that can vouch for you. So I always tell, you know, early PAs and even PA students, get connected early. Reach out to me, reach out to, you know, anyone that you know that's been in locums and, uh, you know, get in front of mind. Um, I've had PA students and new grads call me on the phone just to learn about locums and just how they can get into it. What opportunities are there? And even if we don't have a position available at that moment for a new grad, I remember that student's name and I remember that new grad's name and I have their contact. So when the occasional locums opportunity for a new grad does arise, guess who I'm going to call first? Guess who I have on my phone book, right? And, uh, you know, the moral of the story here is to be sure to stay front of mind. There's a chance you may need to work a year, maybe two you know, before hopping into the locums arena, because everybody wants to jump in. It's a great opportunity, but make sure you're keeping in touch, checking in for any new opportunities, any new job postings, engage with the company's content, Uh, subscribe to the newsletter or the blog if they have one. Stay front of mind and you'll be front in line. That's what I always say. Um, And with the current healthcare environment, there is more opportunity now than ever before for new grads and those with maybe less experience even just to get their feet wet in the locums world. So, you know, I tell everyone, call me, tell me what you want to do, and I will get to work for you and see what we can do, what doors we can open. And especially if you show me you want it, I'll do everything in my power to get that for you. That's actually a per- perfect lead into my last question for you. And, and that would be, you know, what suggestions do you have for PAs to make them stand out in the crowd? You know, whether this be for new graduates like you just discussed or PAs with several years of experience. Yeah. So that's, that question is paramount to me. Right. And uh, there's a few things I'll go over. Number one is you have to take pride in what you do. Others will see that right away. 
Okay. I can see right through you if you truly are proud of your profession and what you do, or if you're just trying to get through the Monday to Friday. I love what I do. All right. And if you're only a year or two out of school, you know, you may be done with school, but you should still be eating, breathing, and thinking all things medicine. This is the time where you need to continue to study, continue to research, and continue to grind. All right. Anytime a new task, a new responsibility, or a new role is thrown your way, you say yes. That is the only answer you know is yes. Your first few years out of PA school is when you set the foundation for what type of PA you're going to be throughout your career. That's when you set that that standard for yourself. All right. Um, It's so important. So take pride in what you do is top of line for me. Others will see that automatically. Number two, step outside of your comfort zone. Practicing medicine is not easy. I'll be honest. It wasn't meant to be. If it was, everyone would do it. So the only way you're going to get better is to step outside of your comfort zone. I always say, and, and people, you know, they chuckle about this. I say complacency kills dreams. It's true. The moment you find yourself comfortable, it's time to start pushing yourself more. Before you know it, it just becomes second nature. Um, you know, for me, I always try to push myself harder and, and anything that I'm, I'm uncomfortable with or unfamiliar with, that's where I dive into. Um, so that's important, you know, step outside of your comfort zone and show that you're willing to go the extra mile. And, you know, number three for me, and this is a powerful one, I don't think there's enough emphasis on this, is build your network, not just inside of work, but outside of work. There's the old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But I always take that a step further and I say, it's also not just who you know, but who knows you. Networking is paramount. Every job I've ever had, Tom, was facilitated through networking, whether it's someone tapping me on the shoulder for a new opportunity directly or referring me to someone else who may have one. You know, when, when there's a job opening or a hiring manager, you know, it's, it's human nature. If you know somebody that is fit for the job or you have someone in your network who you can trust, can find the right person for you, you're, you're going to seek that out, right? So if there's 25 applicants in line for an interview and one of those applicants, you know, personally, you can attest to them because you've worked with them or you know someone who's worked with them, guess what? They had the edge. So networking is so important and so powerful. So at the end of the day, the takeaway here is number one, take pride in what you do. Number two, step outside of your comfort zone. And number three, build that network. And that'll push you ahead. That'll get you, you know, into front of line, front of mind. Well, Mike, we really appreciate your time today as we continue to celebrate National Physician Assistant Week. You know, as a team, we're so happy to have you on board. And we really look forward to your initiatives to improve the overall experience for both our healthcare providers and our clients. So again, we want to thank all PAs and healthcare providers listening that are out there on the front lines. All of you are truly making a difference every day. And for that, we truly appreciate you. So happy National PA Week, everyone. And Mike, thank you again. My pleasure, Tom. Absolutely proud to be here, proud of my profession. And uh, let's get a big shout out for uh, PA Week 2021. Absolutely. Thanks again, Mike. My pleasure, Tom.